Hi, this is Pastor Josh Lucci, and welcome back to Thoughts of a Woodsman Preacher. Taking a little break for a while, uh, I had to get caught up on my studies and pastoring the church uh, with the youth group and uh, things of that nature. So it's been a little while, but um, you know, God has been teaching me something that I want to share with you guys, um, specifically around seasons in life. Uh, and how that uh, can and should change, uh, whether we like it or not. But, um, you know, as I was reading and, and thinking about what I wanted to talk about, it reminded me of um, a creek that I like to go down to. And in some seasons, um, it's a great spot to go fishing uh, and swimming. And, you know, later August, when it's just really hot outside, it's a such a really welcoming and warm place. The sounds are amazing. The birds are flying everywhere. There's good shade and it's just a really great spot to be. Um, you know, it flows into the river and it's just really beautiful. And um, in other seasons, it is, it's treacherous and icy um, and could, you know, if you ventured in, it could definitely claim your life. Has a, a certain beauty of its own, but it's very different. Um, you know, I've been down there for hunting seasons and things like that. And it's um, a, a very different place um, in, in a different season. Um, you know, the, the same geographical location, um, the same, you know, water that it flows from the mountain, the same trees, um, but a very different season and it has a very different feel to it. So, you know, as I was looking at the idea of seasons in life, uh, you know, that's kind of what came to my mind. Um, you know, for a long time, um, my life was uh, was very different as a single man. I, I would go hunting and fishing whenever I wanted to, <laughs> whenever the season would allow me to. I, I took advantage of it. Um, you know, I worked a lot. I worked really long hours, um, 8, 10, 12 hours a day sometimes, um, but then I would go and play hard too. Uh, and then, you know, I, I met my wife and she got a chance to share in some of those adventures and I got a chance to share in some of um, you know, her adventures that were very different. But, um, you know, for a, a long time in our, our dating experience, as well as in our early marriage, um, you know, those were some, some seasons that we just really got to go out and adventure and have fun. Um, sometimes it was in ministry. Sometimes it was just the two of us. Oftentimes it was with, you know, extended family that we got to share that with. Um, but, you know, and then um, along came Caleb, <laughs> uh, you know, and that was a very different season. That was something that um, as joyous as it was and as much of a blessing as it was that um, our little boy was born um, alive. Uh, you know, that was a question mark, um, you know, a story for another podcast. But um, as much as a, as a blessing as that was, it was a big change. Um, for, for both Nadia and I, and I struggled with it particularly, um, you know, a change is not my happy place. Um, you know, I like to find my, my comfortable rut and get really good at it and, um, <laughs> improve on those sorts of things. Uh, my wife loves change. She thrives with change. Uh, you know, as soon as she gets good at something, she gets bored with it and wants to move on to the next challenge. And, um, for me, I don't know, maybe it takes me so long to actually get good at something that, um, you know, change, uh, can curb that. <laughs> that, that learning curve for me too quickly but um, you know at any rate it was, it was a difficult time for me it was hard to uh, settle into fatherhood you know that's a, a vulnerable state statement you know I, I felt guilty about it for a long time because I knew that my son was a blessing and in our particular situation God answered a lot of prayers uh, but it was just a real struggle for me um, you know I, I still yearned for a different season from time to time um, you know, and I think that, that that can be a natural sort of thing. We'll look at that. Um, but it was it was time for change. And um, with that change came a lot of amazing experiences and adventures, you know, of its own. 
Um, it wasn't that I had to entirely give up um, the, the things that brought me so much joy and, and uh, oftentimes relaxation and escape, um, but it, I did have to change the way I did them. Uh, oftentimes the frequency that I did them, um, you know, instead of carrying, you know, a rifle and a backpack, oftentimes it was a diaper bag and a baby backpack. Um, you know, so the way things had to be done oftentimes changed. Um, you know, if there was a particular season where, you know, I, I really needed to stay home and, and be a dad, uh, oftentimes I would have to miss, um, some of those, those, uh, seasons that I would normally take advantage of for, you know, uh, deer hunting season, archery season, um, some fishing seasons and things like that. Um, but it was a, a, a totally different adventure, um, you know, and we really want to take a look at that here. Uh, we'll take a look at Ecclesiastes here in a moment. We're not entirely sure who wrote Ecclesiastes. Um, most scholars attribute it, uh, attribute it to King Solomon. Um, you know, there are some, some evidences of that. Um, but you look at the book of Ecclesiastes, and it can be pretty bleak. It, it doesn't have a whole lot of uh, hope for the future, and it has a whole lot of um, kind of the lament of uh, what it seems like somebody who just doesn't have a whole lot of hope. But um, really, the theme, if you dig into it and see it as a whole, is the reliance upon the wisdom of God, and that um, all other things seem bleak in comparison. But um, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, For everything there's a season, and a time for everything under the sun. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what's planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh. And it goes on. You know, and this idea that uh, there is a time for everything, and, and the implication of that is that there is a beginning, a middle, and probably most importantly, an end for each of these seasons and times to, to do each of these things. Um, you know, I think the author of Ecclesiastes is recognizing that each of these things are important in and of its own. Um, but to also recognize that as time moves on, they are a season. It is a thing that begins, you experience it, and then um, importantly, you end it to move on to the next season in life. Um, you know, and, and I think there's a lot to be said for um, going through the entire process of that um, without hanging on to it for dear life and looking to the past as, you know, the good old days, so to speak. Um, you know, sometimes people say the best is yet to come. Uh, I think probably more accurately, or at least what the author of Ecclesiastes, perhaps King Solomon is saying is that the best is where you are right now. Um, you know, let that sink in for a bit. You know, the best is not what you've already experienced. The best is not yet to come. But God is intending that the best is where you are right now, where he's put you right now, the season in which you're living right now. And I think um, what the takeaway there is, is to live it to the fullest, to take advantage of what is going on right now, to appreciate what's going on right now so that it doesn't pass you by. Um, you know, as a, as a pastor and, you know, in the past I was a firefighter, and I've seen a lot of um, people at the end of their lives um, you know, and I've had this talk with, with some of you who are probably listening right now, but one of the things that um, I learned through that experience was that 
um, there people have regrets. Almost everybody has some sort of regret, um, and it's interesting to listen to those. Um, you know, what what are these folks' regrets? What, are they, what do they wish that they had done differently? And you know, very few of them ever. You know, I, I've never heard anybody say, "Well, I really wish that I had just worked more overtime, or I really wish that I had just spent more time at the office, or more time at work, and less time with my family." I, you know, I just I've never heard any of that. Um, I've never heard anybody say, "You know, I really wish." I'd spent less time at church, <laughs> you know, or, or uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever even heard anybody say, I wish I had spent more time, um, you know, doing team sports or doing whatever it is that pulls attention away. I, I wish I had spent more time in front of a TV or you know, any of these things that we give so much priority to. Um, you know, take take a lesson from folks at the end of their lives and listen to what is it that they wish that they had done more of or that they're grateful that they did do more of. Um, you know, in whatever season you're in, take advantage of those things so that when you do reach the end of your life um, and you look back at the things that you'd wish you'd done more of, uh, you look at each season and you're able to say, you know, I did do as much as I could have whatever that was. And, um, you know, I think that's important. I, I struggle with it particularly still. Um, you know, there are times that I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I've been studying for so many hours straight and now I got to rush off and, and do this school, act, you know, uh, elementary school activity, or I got to rush off and do this or, or that. And, um, you know, I long sometimes inappropriately for the days where I could just go tromp through the woods. <laughs> Tromp through the woods with a fishing pole or a bow and um, escape, uh, you know, the, the city life a little bit, um, you know, and, and from time to time I still do that, but to a different effect, uh, you know, the season I am, am in, when I really get my head screw, screwed on straight and I'm able to see life for where I'm at right now, I start to realize the blessing of um, appreciating the season that we're at. Now, not to say that we can't get frustrated from time to time. I've always, you know, wondered about uh, the passage in Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 12, when um, Jesus, with Jesus in the fig tree, um, you know, I, I have a feeling that it has to do something with seasons. But, you know, when we look at Jesus and we, we see him as, you know, obviously our our prophet, priest, and king, our intercessor, our, you know, all these things, um, but also the fact that he um, in order to fully appreciate our struggles became one of us, um, you know, in, in, in all of our struggles, it helps to understand what he, he went through. And I think this, this passage gives us a little bit of a sneak peek into that Mark chapter 11, verse 12. It says on the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. So Jesus experienced hunger. Um, and it says, and seeing in the distance, a fig tree in leaf, which means, it's time to, you know, it's springtime, it's in leaf, it, the leaves have not fallen. Um, these trees, the leaves fall in the in the winter when it's no longer bearing season. So it was in leaf, right? The author really marks it down. He said he went to see if he could find anything on it. So Jesus saying that it was in, in leaf, it was in season, um, you know, probably in the spring um, if, if it's in leaf. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Some some versions say, and he cursed it. Um, and definitely we see Jesus a little frustrated, even though it was not fig season. 
And I, I think, you know, Mark here really um, <laughs> illustrates this, that Jesus was hungry. He saw a fig tree. It was not the season to bear figs. There was leaves there, so it looked like, yeah, okay. He went over to it to investigate, and even though it was not in season, when he found that there was no figs, he was frustrated. And he cursed the fig tree and said, may no one ever eat from you again. And it goes on to say that it withered up and died. Right, um, man. Uh, talk about frustration, right? And and I think even frustration that was not justified at the tree. It wasn't fig bearing season. Um, the, it was not reasonable to think that the fig would fig tree would even be having fruit on it, um, which you know probably means it's early in the spring that the tree is just you know fruiting out its leaves. Um, it's not bearing fruit yet at this point. Uh, you know, I have some fig trees on my property, and I tell you what, they are definitely seasonal. <laughs> you watch these figs for a long time <laughs> before they are ready and ripe. Um, but from a distance, you can't tell. I mean, the, the leaves on these fig trees are so big that they, they cover up the fruit. It's probably part of the survival mechanism to keep animals and things like that from seeing the fruit itself. But, um, you know, you see this frustration from Jesus, um, you know, and I think it gives us a, a vantage point into the fact that, you know what, um, as seasons change and our expectations remain the same, um, you know, Jesus had this expectation of fruit. This season was not in fruit and he was frustrated, right? Um, you know, it, the Bible talks a lot about, um, you know, be angry, but in your anger, don't sin. You know, I, I, I'm not seeing this as a, a, a the opportunity that Jesus took to sin, but I do see um, this human reaction to a change in season or something that was not met in expectation in season. Um, and it was a sense of frustration um, and, and a little bit of struggle there in, uh, in grasping that sort of um, change. You know, in Jesus's experience here, it was a, um, a hope that it was a future season that he was hungry. It was hoping that there was fig picking season, not fig growing season. Um, you know, and some people it's, uh, you know, for me in, in my experience, it's usually like when seasons have changed and I, um, my hope was that, you know, I could still do some of the things that I, I can't do now. Um, you know, in some respects too, I struggle with it, with school where, you know, sometimes, man, I wish I was just, I had my master's degree already done and I could open my own private practice is, you know, it's my dreams hope. And so there is a certain yearning for for a future season, but my frustration typically lies in um, in the change aspect of it rather than the, the anticipation of a future season. But, um, you know, we see Jesus struggling with that too. At any rate, you guys, um, my, my challenge for you is to really uh, take to heart this idea of um, yeah, minimizing your regrets <laughs> as far as, as uh when you look back on your life, um, make sure that you are taking advantage of the season that you're in in now. The, the best time of your life is not pat behind you. And, um, the best time of your life is not in front of you, but the best time of your life is where you are uh, right at this moment. And to take advantage of that and to see that for what it is, take peace. I think that that's a lot of where um, you know peace comes from is that realization. So anyway, thanks for listening. God bless. And I will talk to you again soon. Share a bit.